Energy Talks, the power market podcast from the next generation energy company. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Smartest Energy Talks. I'm Jessica Butlin and I manage the channel development team here at Smartest. Our team are responsible for business growth working in partnerships with third party intermediaries. And I'm joined today by my colleague Vishnu Agarwal, who is going to introduce himself. Thank you, Jess. Hi, I'm Vishnu Agarwal, uh, Head of Renewable Trading here at Smartest. I look after Renewables Trading Team. Uh, and one of the one of the things we cover here is Rigos uh, and procurement of uh, onward sale of Rigos. Okay, thanks, Vish. So let's start at the beginning. Background and explanation. What are Rigos? Why were they introduced? Sure. So a RIGO stands for uh, Renewable Energy Guarantee of Origin uh, Certificate. And essentially, they are a tracking instrument uh, for renewable energy to track electricity uh, from a renewable origin from production to supply. They've come about from an EU directive uh, which uh, sought to enshrine into law. Um, a tracking instrument and to make uh, the onus on each member state to provide a system that is robust um, in order to to track renewable electricity and since then um, you know that directive has been uh, amended and um, a new renewable energy directive 2 is due to come in um, next year uh, and which strengthens the role of uh, tracking certificates such as the, the Renewable Electricity Guarantee of Origin Certificate. Excellent, thank you. Just for clarity, there are a number of different ways that people talk about renewable. We talk about Rigos, Rocks, Goos, Lex. What's the difference between all of these and why are we focusing on Rigos? Sure. So these, these are all, um, I guess, renewable certificates. Um, Lex no longer exist but i guess were the precursor to um the rego the regos in the uk um they were often regos were transferred with lex historically but but sadly they no longer exist um the other certificates you mentioned uh, rocks for example are renewable obligation certificates and these are rather than voluntary certificates these are compliance and obligation certificates um, which which mean that um, there is a requirement on each supplier um, to purchase those or or pay a, a default price. So, so Rigos stand apart in that they're the only instrument that can be used to prove renewable energy and are completely voluntary in that respect. Excellent. Okay. So, with regards to Rigos, then. Um, are all Rigos equal to one another? That's a good question. Um, so in terms of what we typically uh, sell to renewable customers, uh, our, three, our three product, uh, one being standard, we call standard renewable, uh, the other natural renewable, uh, and the other specific. Uh, and the difference between, our, I guess, our standard and natural offering is um, natural renewables contain uh, only um, energy derived from the sun, wind, and water. 
whereas standards can, can include anything else. Um, we do get some customers that have a preference um, to avoid things like large-scale biomass uh, and therefore would opt for the natural renewable product. Um, and of course, we do have, have customers that, that require more specific uh, products as well, uh, which we can cater for. Thank you for touching on the products there. Uh, a question on the natural versus the standard product. Would it be fair to say that by opting for a natural or specific renewable source, you would be more likely to be adding new renewable generation to the system? I'd say a lot of the a lot of the sources within the natural uh, renewable are are newer technologies, um, and and therefore from newer newer capacity. Of course, there is some quite a lot of old uh, hydro does still exist, um, but but by and large, a lot of the new uh, wind and solar has has really been built in the last uh, five to ten years. So with regards to our products, as you say, we've got our standard natural or specific renewable offerings. How are Rego's used in our products? Obviously, we're independently certified by the Carbon Trust, but what does this mean with regards to the Rego's? So not, not only do the Carbon Trust come in and, and audit historic volumes, um, but they also give some forward-looking uh, assurance that the contracts that our customers have signed up to will be renewable, not just uh, for the current year, but for the duration of their contract, which could be anywhere up to up to five years. So we're we're ensuring by by being audited regularly that we can cover what we sold essentially. That's that's exactly right. So the customer can be can be satisfied. That they're not going to end up in a situation uh, where uh, the supplier turns around to them and says we we haven't procured uh, renewable energy in in some point in the future. Has that um, happened in the past to anybody? Uh, no, that not as far as I'm aware. Although you can see it perhaps in the domestic market where um, customers have signed up to 100% renewable tariff and mm -hmm. uh, during their their contract. The supplier has gone bust, um, and they have then been transferred through the system through the supplier of last resort to a new supplier yeah, that of is course. not 100% renewable, and, and therefore yeah. not no longer um, getting that that product that they they'd signed up to in the first place. So, is is the the certification and the auditing process that we're following? Uh, obviously, as you say, it's very robust. Is it unique? Sure. I think we we certainly were the first supplier to um, to launch a independently certified renewable product. Uh, I think now it's safe to say there are there are a few. Um, I'm not going to say copycats, but but similar um, iterations of that. But I've yet to see one that. Uh, goes as far as, as our product in that um, I've not seen one that provides the kind of assurance that, that we do for the term of the contract. Yeah. And that's quite important, I think, for uh, for customers that, that particularly rely on this product for their non-financial reporting um, to declare uh, zero scope to carbon um, so they can really, really have confidence that um, 
they can make credible claims in, in that reporting. Yeah, absolutely. And that is why we offer the renewable commitment certificate to our customers um, for their sites or, or at a contract level and then the energy label as well to demonstrate their um, carbon emissions. On that, the, they do specifically mention scope too. Can you uh, go into the difference between the different scopes that we're talking about here? Sure, yeah. So um, typically when we talk about carbon accounting, we usually refer to the principles of um, the greenhouse gas protocol uh, and, and through which there are uh, three, three scopes, scope one, two, and three. Um, essentially, scope one is uh, from direct emissions. So it looks at things like um, you know, direct energy usage of gas or say vehicle fuel. Um, and then scope two and three look at the in indirect carbon consumption. So uh, particularly we're focused around scope two, which is um, customers purchase of electricity. Uh, so the carbon within the electricity they're consuming. Um, and then scope three looks looks kind of beyond that. So in um, things like you know, leased assets, uh, employees commuting, and the, the carbon within the purchased goods and services they receive. The great news is because we, we have already audited um, our REGO allocation process via the Carbon Trust, when it comes to uh, for the customers reporting their scope two emissions, that part of the process is done and it's sound. Whereas if there was no auditing process prior to, to the reporting, I assume that the, the customers would need to do some kind of audits themselves to ensure that there was no emissions attached to their supply contract. Yeah, so the, the customer would need to assure themselves for the, for the sites, for each uh, individual electricity supply point um, that the fuel mix they're receiving um, is is hundred percent renewable um, so we've talked about our product quite a lot which uh, was not my intention to start that way but it's good to get it covered um, then I guess on a more general note then what reasons are there for buying rego backed renewable contracts obviously we've got the the ghg side of it um and the non-financial reporting but what other reasons are there to to buy rego backed energy yeah so we at smartest we we've been long committed um to the independent generator um and that that is that can be anybody from your i guess community led wind farm to a large solar, solar development. Um, and what that does is provide the value to them uh, and shows, I guess, a, uh, a, a appreciation for, uh, for that project to be producing renewable energy into the grid. So not only are we uh, encouraging new projects to come online through um, the value chain and passing the value back, to renewable generators, um, but but also encouraging new new projects to be to be built in the future, and giving a clear signal from from the consumer that um, renewable power is is desired and and it is wanted in the fuel mix. I think there's a a, a kind of general understanding that 
buying renewable energy is a good thing um, and, and you would assume that is the case that by buying renewable energy you are decreasing the use of fossil fuels and um, adding renewable generation to the grid but that that may or may not always happen so it, it's just a case of understanding that perhaps by looking at as you said earlier something more natural whereby the technology is newer you are going to have a bigger impact on the future of the renewable grid okay so you touched on the the generators there and their side of this so what are the reasons for the the generators to maximize the revenue stream sure so uh part of part of the work we've we've been doing is also to look at um generators revenue streams going forward uh, and one of the areas we found um, have been diminishing is uh, things like the embedded benefits they used to receive so triad avoidance benefits uh, the suos um, that kind of thing all due to um, to be substantially reduced in the future if not disappear um, and one of the things we did find were that a third of generators did not receive payments for their renewable energy so for their regos um, and so as part of our, our message to to these generators, uh, we encourage them to maximize all, all the revenue streams uh, they can do, particularly in the, the landscape of uh, disappearing other revenue streams. Um, so we, we think it's very important for them to look at maximizing this revenue stream. Excellent, thank you. Um, okay, so we, we've kind of touched on what a Rego is, why you might buy one and the different types of sources for, for a Rego. Um, I guess one of the important things to, to the listeners now is going to be price um, because it's it's uh, very good to buy Rego's, but how much do they cost? What are the, the predictions on future values of Rego's, do you think? What are the current factors affecting the value? Sure, yeah, so the, the factors uh, that affect the price of Rego are um, I guess with that, as with any any market, uh, supply and demand, uh, and particularly for for Rigos, uh, the supply is really um, centred around weather uh, and capacity. So we're we're seeing, you know, more and more capacity being built over the next five years, but but particularly it's concentrated in, in offshore wind, and what that means is, um, you know, wind already accounts for uh, 50% of Rego supply uh, and with more and more wind approximately one gig uh, of capacity a year forecast to be to be commissioned uh, till 2025 the supply will be more dominated by wind than ever before uh, and wind is one of the most the most volatile um, in generation capacities um, so what that means is essentially the the supply could be more volatile in the future than than ever before, uh, just because of the domination of of wind within that, that supply mix. Uh, and then of course on the other side of it, you have the demand, uh, and we're we're seeing uh, at least uh, for our own customers uh, is more and more appetite for customers to become uh, renewable and to purchase 100% uh, renewable electricity. As far as we've seen, um, the demand is just increasing, uh, particularly at a phenomenal rate this year uh, from customers. Thanks, Vishnu. I think you've answered all of the questions that I had for you. It's been uh, eye-opening. 
I think the the things that I can take away from from what we've talked about is the fact that buying renewable or, or rego backed energy definitely does support independent renewable generation, which not only would you could you argue is the right thing to do, it's something that everybody cares about um, on a personal level. Um, and then when we when we talk about the product, I suppose the the rego backed energy products it what it's it's enabling people to do is prove their credentials as a, a renewable energy consumer um the the fact that it's certified by the carbon trust and we provide the commitment certificate and the energy label it's giving consumers the credible way of communicating um their their renewable credentials to their internal and external stakeholders Hopefully you found our latest podcast interesting and learned a bit about the importance of Rego certificates. If you have, please head over to our website and you can check out our blogs. Um, you can sign up for our upcoming webinars as well and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. It's called The Informer. Okay, so the last thing to say then is thank you very much to Vishnu for joining me. Thank you, Jess. And thanks from me. Make sure you look out for our next podcast too. You can subscribe via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and tune in too. So make sure you signed up. Thanks everyone.